Blog Talk Radio. Tonight on Dr. Anonymous Show 133, you know, something uh, very exciting is going to take place here uh, tonight. You know, when I first started this show, one of the things I really wanted to do was uh, help my friends get the word out on the uh, great projects that they got going on. Tonight, our good friend, Trauma Junkie, returns to the show to talk about a new project called GenMed or Generation Medicine. The Dr. Anonymous Show 133 starts right now. That's right. Bringing you the best that medicine and social media has to offer. This is the Dr. Anonymous Show, live on Blog Talk Radio. I'm, of course, your favorite physician host. My name is Mike, but my friends, like all of you out there, you can call me Dr. A. You can always find me at DrAnonymous.com. That brings you to my blog, my webpage. 
You can also go to DrAnonymous.net. That brings you to my Facebook fan page. Shout out to everybody out there who are Facebook fans of the show. That gives you some exclusive behind-the-scenes information about the show. Sometimes I post some behind-the-scenes video from the show. Um, and some other things, you get the just general announcements about the show. You can also go to DrAnonymous.org. That takes you right to my iTunes page where you can subscribe to this show and get all you can take of me. I know. Very exciting. Today is Thursday, December 10th, 2009. It is 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And the temperature at broadcast time here at Dr. Anonymous World Headquarters is 13 degrees Fahrenheit with a minus 5 degree wind chill. We're having gusting winds here up to 20 miles an hour, so brr. Uh, our guest tonight will be joining us in a, just a few minutes is our good friend Trauma Junkie, who you will uh, uh, remember from show number 84 from March 19, 2009. I encourage you to check out that show. It was a good time. We talked about his blog called Surviving RT School. You can get there by just Googling Surviving RT School to get to the blog. But tonight we're going to be talking about an exciting new project, an exciting new podcast in which he is front and center, along with a top-notch list of co-hosts. The podcast is called Gen Med. And this is short for Generation Medicine. But first, I do want to thank Blog Talk Radio for featuring the show again here this evening. For those of you who are new to the show, welcome. For those of you who don't know and are wondering, yes, I am a real doctor. I am a family physician in full-time private practice, meaning I see patients five days a week in the hospital and in my office here in beautiful but cold northeastern Ohio, and I've had this show here for two years now. And if you're listening live, you can see my smiling face here on the webcam. For those of you who are new to the show and in the chat room right now, you just go to the top of the chat room and you see the uh, gray and the, I think, purple uh, webcam icon. You click on that and you can see me in my Santa hat here tonight. We have uh, a Christmas theme going on here. Uh, and uh, just to let everybody know, uh, the, uh, the video stream and the audio stream uh, are not exactly lined up, but I hope that's okay for all of you. Uh, but I do want to give a shout-out to everybody in my chat room here. We have a bunch of guests. Uh, welcome to the guests. And if you want to uh, register here on the Blog Talk Radio site, uh, you'd be able to, uh, uh, you'd be able to uh, uh, type here in the chat room as well. Uh, we have Bella Medic, we have Epi Junkie, we have J-Man, we have Kimmy, we have Liz, we have Ramona, Scott the Medic, and uh, WFT Tune. You can also uh, uh, type here in the chat room, so, so thank you for that. And before going to my break here and uh, going to my, uh, to my break, I will read the, uh, the, the post here briefly. Uh, so especially if you're listening out there on the archives after the show. I uh, just go to the blog called Surviving RT School and the blog post called Announcing Gen Med. And it goes like this. When I first began blogging and Twitter back in June of 2008, I set out with a simple mission to express my opinions and share my knowledge and experience with other students, healthcare professionals, and members of the general public. 
and wanted to offer it an inside view of what I deal with on a daily basis. Simple enough, right? Well, shorter, shortly after I joined Twitter, I found out my true mission, my passion, if you will. As time progressed, I met and spoke to some amazing people with similar goals in mind. I realized that not only did I want to touch other people through my writings, but I wanted to make an impact on the entire healthcare field. Working in healthcare has opened many doors for me and taught me many things that helped me to put my own life into perspective, like while doing what I love most, helping other people. All of these goals in mind, you know, what happens when a group of four young people with similar goals and interests in mind get together and brainstorm? Well, we call it Gen Med, short for Generation Medicine. What started from, uh, what a joke from an infamous, <laughs> by the infamous Ms. Paramedic. On the Skype call was followed by a long pause, and then somebody said, hey, we can do this. One thing led to another, and for the past few weeks, the four of us have been planning our contribution to Health 2.0, if you will. So what is GenMed? GenMed is a podcast geared toward young healthcare professionals and students. We call it Generation Medicine because we are the young blood in the field, and we're hoping to improve and revamp the entire system while helping people in our own age group at the same time. Basically, we will be tackling hot issues and conflicts with our own viewpoints, you're using the current research. So I will take my break now, and uh, we will be right back here on the Dr. Anonymous Show. So you are listening to the Dr. Anonymous Show, a proud member of the Better Health Network. You can get there by going to getbetterhealth.com. And also a proud member of the ProMed Network of Podcasts, you can get there at promednetwork.com, and we will be right back. It's Christmas. Baby, please come home.
Yes, that's right. Welcome back to the Dr. Anonymous show. Lowering your blood pressure one point at a time. And on the line we have right now, we're a good friend, Trauma Junkie. Welcome back to the show there, TJ. Hey, thanks for having me. So how are you? Uh, how are you doing there this evening? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Good, good, good. I am uh, I'm very excited to uh, talk about this uh, this new project that you have. Why don't we just kind of uh, dive right into things? I, I kind of uh, started things off by uh, talking about your blog post there, announcing uh, the uh, GenMed project. But uh, maybe just take us back a little bit there about, uh, you know, kind of how all, all that discussion started and, and, and how you ended up uh, coming up with wanting to do a podcast. Sure. Um, well, like I talked to you on the uh, show back in March, I was kind of thinking about getting into podcasting and uh, doing some other different avenues of social media. Um, so it actually all kind of started on Twitter. Um, all the hosts started following each other at one point, and we sort of started messaging each other on Twitter, and um, just kind of all formed a friendship. And um, one day we were just happening to talk on Skype, and um, we decided, you know, that we could do a podcast about um, young healthcare professionals. It kind of started out as a joke, um, but we started to get more serious about it and do a little more brainstorming, and uh, just really kind of took off from there. So what was kind of the uh, initial ideas that you guys were throwing around? What, what, was it the idea that you have now, or, or was it something a little bit different? Uh, yeah, we, we basically knew um, that we wanted to be able to um, have a way to reach the medical community, so we just started there um, and sort of looked at what we all had in common and realized that we're all around the same age, um, we're all younger healthcare professionals, and um, we started to talk about it and realized that there's a lot of issues, um, conflicts and things that we face um, working in healthcare, and um, just decided that it would be a good idea for a podcast and just went from there. Great. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about who uh, who you have uh, or, or who's all going to be involved uh, with the podcast? Okay. Well, um, our hosts are, of course, myself. Um, Scott is a paramedic from Canada or paramedicine student from Canada. Uh, he's sort of like the first responder down here going to school for a paramedic. Um, he just started school a few months ago. Maris is a nursing student at EMT and firefighter. And um, Natalie, the one who came up with the idea, she is a critical care paramedic and a preceptor. And she's actually looking at going into med school, finishing up pre-med right now. So um, we just kind of took it upon ourselves to um, kind of start a show, seeing as like we're all students and we all just, sort of started working in healthcare the past couple of years. So if you had to kind of summarize what, what GenMed is all about, if people don't, don't know anything about it, what is GenMed all about? 
uh, it's basically um, just what we like to call the younger generation, um, our ways of looking at the issues and conflicts um, that that we face in healthcare. Um, we'd like to be able to bring out the voices and opinions of our generation settling into the field. Um, as you know, there's a lot of seasoned or uh, older people working in healthcare now that are getting close to retiring, and um, we realize that it's basically going to be up to us to take care of the patients and everything. Uh, so we'd like to kind of build like a scaffolding network, um, like with students and their mentors, and kind of kind of be like the go-between with the uh, the older healthcare professionals younger professionals and the students um, just kind of like to help share learning resources and things like that um, just anything that pertains to anybody that's you know 18 to it's about 30 years old it's really our target audience there hmm and, uh, and why'd you guys kind of target that specific audience there um, we were just, you know, looking at um, our observations that we've made working in healthcare, and we all seem to notice that, um, you know, most of the students in our class fit into that that age group. And um, like I, you know, I've worked in a hospital for five years, so I'm starting to see that more and more of the nurses and respiratory therapists that graduate all kind of fall into that age range, uh, the majority of them. So we figured that um, it would be a good idea to appeal to that specific group since we all have something in common with them. Hmm, okay. Well, I think this might be Scott on the line here. I have somebody up on my switchboard here. Let's see who this is. Uh, hello, who is this? Is this Scott? Hey, it is in fact Scott. How's it going? Hey, hello, Scott. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So, uh, uh, so what what is your perspective on this? How how, how did you uh, come to be involved uh, with this uh, exciting project and podcast? So, like I said, that Twitter kind of led one thing to another, and it kind of snowballed, and we all ended up kind of meeting the same. We all had sort of parts of the same groups of of friends and whatnot, and the network kind of meshed together, and we all found each other sort of talking one night, like uh, like Jared said there. Um, and and like he was getting at, uh, what 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 I find I notice, being a current student in school, um, starting to move out. Like Jared's also had the had the the benefit, um, luck of working in um, the healthcare profession, and then being back in school again. What I noticed. Um, where I am, is that you're given your teacher, you're given your skills teacher, your anatomy teacher, and and you kind of have this limited network of support. And I find a lot of students, especially my classmates, um, exhibit a feeling of like this is good, but there sh it, it would be nice if there was more. It'd be nice if there was kind of the building blocks to put together the support network that you're going to need to have a nice, long, successful career, and as well provide the best care for your patients, right? The more you know, the more you talk to people, share tips and tricks, 
um, share learning resources. We're all the students. You could have a full-time job, you're still a student. You are learning until the day that you hang your uniform up uh, and, and you know, enjoy the retired life. And then even then you're probably helping, you know, you might run a blog or, or, or run a podcast or something like that, share the experiences of your life with other people. So at some point or another, you're always involved in the healthcare education field. And we, we felt that there's a lot of really good blogs and podcasts out there. We were hoping to offer something by us for us. That's great. That's great. Um, so Scott, let me, let me ask you, so what, at what stage are you at in your training right now? Okay. Um, well, I previously, like uh, Jared mentioned, I started in first response. I moved up to the equivalent of an EMTB um, with a volunteer service based out of Campus EMS. I'm a huge reporter of Campus EMS. Um, and then I decided, I was working in the actually the theater field, and I realized it's a good career, it's great, but in the long term I really like helping people and I found myself working sort of solo a lot on some projects. And, and I can always do that on the side, volunteer, but what I really love doing is helping people. So I went back to school for primary care paramedicine in Ontario here. It's normally a two or a three year course depending on where you go. I managed to find a one year condensed course. It's very intense. They expect a lot of self self teaching. So I've which led me to go hunting on Twitter, go read blogs, go find podcasts. When I used to make the run to Ottawa, I'd always load up my iPod or my iPhone with podcasts so that I can listen the whole way back, you know? So it's a lot of a lot of sort of continual learning kind of led me back in this direction. So I'm about to start my clinicals. I'm about two or three months from actually being on the road. Um, so about maybe two thirds of the way through my program right now. Wow! And, and, if, and if you don't mind me asking you, Scott, so how how, how would you how were you first uh, introduced, or how did you first find you know uh, social media, social networking things like Twitter and Facebook and uh, blogs and podcasts and that type of thing? I'm trying to remember who first got me on Twitter, and you know, unless Twitter had like a sort of chronological order of who added who, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I know I've been added a lot of people since then. But I think I might have seen somebody cross-post something on Facebook and been like, why is there hashtags and stuff in their post? And then I probably followed a link or looked up something. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of like it all meshes together. You just kind of you explore avenues and meet new people. Um, and I find that's the great thing. That's the thing about our generation that really makes it different from previous generations and the way that they learned and the way that their school programs were structured. And I, you know, I think that's what me, Jared, Natalie and Maris are really trying to sort of exploit in a certain way, bring it to a social media perspective and share it with our generation to help them out. Well, great. Uh, if you're just joining the show here, welcome to the Dr. Anonymous show here. Uh, and uh, we're talking with uh, Jared, also known as My RT Life on Twitter. Um, also known as Trauma Junkie, and because uh, there's just so many identities out there, that'd be a great show. How how to uh, how you guys figure all that out? Uh, and we also have Scott on the line here, uh, and uh, his Twitter handle is uh, Scott the Medic, 
and uh, friend those guys up. So, uh, um, so, uh, so tell me a little bit. That, like, I, I want to dive in here a little, in a little bit about your co-host as well. I, I, I've been following Natalie here a little bit, and uh, on Twitter she's uh, Ms. MS Paramedic. Uh, she, she's kind of crazy. She's kind of nuts. What, would you guys say that? I would say to be in this field, we might all be just kind of a little bit nuts. Um, I'd have to agree. <laughs> I, I, yeah, just a little bit crazy. Um, well, I don't know. We've, me and Jared have both, uh, you know, spent a lot of time on Skype in the conference calls and stuff. And I'd say her brand of crazy is pretty fun to be around. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's loads of fun. Always, always trying to find, you know, an entertaining side to things. There's never a there's never a dull moment around her. Around her, and I think we can definitely look forward to uh, seeing a lot of fun on the podcast with that. Uh, so, so have uh, so have any of you, or or have all of you met in person as of yet, at like a meeting or you know a conference or anything like that at all? Um, you know, I actually just met with Natalie um, yesterday. We kind of met halfway, did a little bit of talking about the podcast, um, just kind of hit some of the basics and sort of reviewed what we talked about so far. But, um, you know, it's the, the great thing about social media and the Internet is that the four of us just sort of came together online. Um, we never really planned on getting together and meeting to talk about it. Um, so it's it's great that we're able to um, all communicate on Skype and through email and everything uh, because we actually haven't met Scott or Maris. They haven't met. Um, so it's all we sort of have. It. Yeah, sort of have, but... Sort of have. Right? It's, a long, it's, a, it's, a, it's a longer story than, than we can cross today. But uh, the but <laughs> parents are actually... Well, you know, we... We, we have some time here, you know, because yeah. people uh, people want to know, people are interested, uh, you know, in the in the backstory. I don't know. Yeah, um, uh, Marisol and I are actually looking forward. Uh, in February, there's a great conference uh, called NCMSF, uh, National Collegiate EMS Foundation, runs um, every year. Um, big conference, lots of CE, lots of like talking between agencies, talking about the big events that have happened in the year sharing new information, uh, and of course the competition first night, which is a lot of fun. Um, so we're both looking forward, hopefully we can both book time off of work, and in my case precepting, uh, to be able to make it to that conference. So looking to probably do uh, you know a live uh, live session from there or something like that. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, doing, doing, uh, doing a, a show live at a meeting is just... Uh... There's nothing like it. I mean, it's just it's crazy. It's nuts. Uh, people are throwing stuff at you. Uh, it's great. <laughs> like I said, we haven't really worked out any solid uh, solid ideas yet, but I know I've dropped the dropped the hint a few times now. And now that uh, Gen Med's kind of out in the open, we're probably gonna have uh, some chat with the guys there and uh, and see if we can't maybe arrange something. I think it'd be a great idea. <laughs> well, great. Um, so, uh, so it sounds like. Well, I mean, I, I see on the post here that uh, that the the podcast or the show has its own Twitter account there, and uh, I presume that's where you're going to be communicating to all your fans out there about. Uh, I, I guess uh, the, the details haven't been really nailed down yet as far as the production schedule and that type of thing. Yeah, uh, pretty much. That's that's kind of where we are right now. 
Um, like I said, we're all students. <laughs> in our case right now, we're uh, pretty much uh, um, in full, well, at least for me and, uh, and for Maris, we're in full exam swing right now. So um, we're definitely going to be hammering some of that stuff out over Christmas um, and coming up to that and maybe see if we can to even get a few you know, preliminary episodes recorded before then and then sort of work into a more regular schedule after that. So. Well, I mean, I don't, uh, I don't want to be uh, stealing any of you guys' thunder at all, but uh, are you going to be, like, uh, um, just kind of looking at the news or looking at trends, or is it, are you going to be uh, just kind of uh, taking experiences from your own lives, or, or, or hasn't the format have been really fully been developed yet? Um, well, we'd like to um, kind of do a combination of all that, I think. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but we talked about it before. Um, we we kind of talked about sharing our experiences in school, um, our experiences in the field. Um, obviously, when Scott and Maris get into their clinicals, things like that, um, we'd like to keep it a good mix of personal experience, along with, um, of course, we'll reference some articles and stuff that we find relevant along the way, but um, we'd, we'd like to have a, a good combination of all of it, I think, would be what would bring the best show out. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd actually agree with that. Um, I would have said uh, sort of D, all of the above. We're right. definitely looking to, uh, to, keep it, to keep it fresh, no sort of, I mean, yes, sort of a template, but... Um, we want to keep it interesting, and of course, keep it relevant to what our uh, what our you know what our listeners want to hear. We're going to be definitely very open to um, if somebody has an idea for an article, we're definitely or an article, an issue, whatever we're going to you know take a deep, good deep look at, frame it out, do some research, and bring it to the uh, bring it to the podcast. Mm, okay, okay. Um, I I guess the. Uh the, the geeky questions are, I'm just kind of wondering how you guys are going to have it set up. Are, are you guys, are, are, you, are you going to use Skype or are you going to use TalkShoe or you know, something along those lines to, uh, to record? I think we're going to run a few, uh, a few sample sessions on, on basically all of the avenues first, see which works best. Um, obviously, we need to arrange uh, sort of good recording like I know Jared and uh, Miss Paramedic, uh, sorry, Jared and Matt, um, just got uh, some new headsets uh, that sound really good for voice conversation uh, and recording. We've done a few little kind of sample things, um, and they've turned out pretty good. So uh, now that we've got the recording kind of figured out, we're going to see what we can do about getting all four of us in on a conversation and getting a recording from that. So. Wow, I just uh, I just want to hear the outtakes and the uh, bloopers from those uh, <laughs> from those things. Those, that ought to be fun. Yeah, I think like you, we might do something like uh, put those on the uh, on the Facebook uh, fan page there. Uh, are you guys is, is the is the podcast on Facebook yet or? Uh, yeah, we well we've got I know we've got the account set up. Um, there's not much content there yet, obviously, um, but we are looking to uh, you know definitely use we. It's all about social media, right? So we're not going to be excluding any avenues. Well, great, great. Yeah, this is uh, it's very exciting. Um, uh, I, I, I like the concept uh, of it, and uh, 
we're kind of interested uh, to see kind of what uh, comes out. If, if people want to come in and uh, join the conversation here, the number here is 646-716-9514, and you can make fun of uh, one or uh, all of us uh, here um, on the show. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, um, let me see what I was going to... So is uh, so I guess uh, a curious question I have is that so is everybody kind of in the same time zone or you guys have to balance schedules around time zones as well? Uh, well, I Natalie and I are actually oh, I'm sorry in the same no, time go, go zone. Go ahead, <laughs> Scott. Uh, and I guess Maris are both an hour ahead of us, so Eastern time, Central time. Um, but we're all you know usually up pretty late or happen to be on the computer at the same time. So I think we'll we'll be able to work something out there, I'm pretty sure. Time zones haven't really kind of gotten in the way of our uh, our sort of long-winded Skype conversations. So uh, they probably won't get in the way of recording a show, and especially if we're going to be recording and getting people to call in. Um, obviously, there might be some exceptions if we're, um, like I know we've talked to some uh, some paramedics abroad, um, that have expressed sort of an interest in this. So, um, of course, if we're going to be recording a show, we're going to be having them. We're going to have to cater to their schedule um, rather than ours. But, uh, but no, the, the 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 time zone thing hasn't really affected us yet. So. Oh, cool. Oh, look at wait. Yeah, I have a call on my switchboard here. Let's see. This might be interesting here. Take cover. Here we go. <laughs> Hello. Who is this? Welcome to the show. Hi. This is Natalie. There we oh, go. Natalie, I've been <laughs> wanting you to call into this show for so long. I just want to say that. Yeah, it's kind, of a, it's kind of a weird schedule. I bowl on Thursday nights, but we finished early tonight, so I was able to catch you guys. Well, so how, how, how'd you do there, Natalie? Oh, not so good. I never do well, but, you know, I try. <laughs> All right. So this is Natalie. So on Twitter, she's Ms. Paramedic. So, uh, so Natalie, give, give us your perspective there. Like, uh, I, I heard that uh, this was all your idea. Is that true or not? Oh, um, it was more of a joke, actually. Uh, it, it stemmed from the long-winded Skype conversations with these four. And it was kind of like, you know, we have a lot to say to each other. Would people listen to this? And, uh, you know, there was a pause in the conversation. Everyone was just like, well, let's do it. And uh, that's where it came from. Uh, I kind of um, <clears throat> got to hang out with some podcasters at Expo, and they were kind of saying, hey, Natalie, you should do that. And I was like, no one's going to listen to me. I'm just Natalie. But, you know, I'm excited. You know, I saw some of the video from that, and you're, like, everywhere. You're just, like, social media, like, you know, I mean, you just can't get away from you. That's that's probably not a good thing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, so I talked to these guys already. So, what, what's kind of, um, and it's probably similar to what they said, but uh, you know, what, 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 what would you like to see out of this show? What, 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 what do you want? What kind of content? What kind of information do you want to give the listeners about GenMed? Well, my main thing is that like. As a young healthcare professional, um, there's not a lot of content out there for us. Um, I, I'm also a preceptor, and I deal with the younger generation as students as well. And, um, you know, trying to get those guys motivated, you know, I think um, far too often it's kind of like, 
hear the issues in healthcare, and it's it's not. It, I'm not I don't want to say it's not relevant to us, but I want something on our level to where we can really relate. And uh, I love I love you know EMS Garage Medicast um, and the Educast, but like to have something our age that deals with stuff that we deal like um, we had a very hot topic about body piercing and tattoos and stuff like that. The older generation may not understand where we're coming from, whereas our generation, we're younger, we view those kind of things differently than older medics. Um, and I thought it would be nice to have a perspective on that because there's no representation for us in the field. I, I guess that's basically where I'm coming from on this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and let me ask you this, and I'll ask Scott the same question too. Just uh, tell me what uh, – what kind of uh, um, students do you work with, or um, do you work with them all the time, or is it only sporadically? I'm I'm kind of curious about the education angle that you have here. Oh, okay. Um, not every shift I have a student, but I have EMT students that are just EMTBs, and we have um, paramedic students who are in various stages of clinicals, say their airway clinicals, their IVs, their um, their 2040s, which is their final clearing time where they actually run calls on their own, and I'm just there to look over them. Uh, I have them probably, I don't know, if I, if I work three shifts a week, I'll probably have them at least once a week. I'll have a student. Um, and they're very, uh, a very crazy group of people, just um, different people at different levels. We also have a few um, RNs that ride with us now and again, that are new hires for the hospital in our area, which I think is a great program um, because they want them accustomed to, they want them to see pre-hospital care. And so we'll have RNs that ride with us for 24 hours or so. So those are really neat. That's something that uh, actually they started not as a new hire program here at the hospital. I was actually having this conversation with my clinical coordinators today. Uh, But the school programs are actually putting as part of their clinical rounds, um, they are putting uh, nursing students on the ambulances for a day just so they can see the other side. Because today was my first day of clinical. For actually, really, to be honest, it's the first time in the hospital in a long time. Um, I've done, you know, I've done lots of EMS stuff, but I really haven't gone beyond those kind of emergency room doors. And today was eye-opening, but also really inspiring. Like it really gave me. Um, a lot of kind of motivation to move forward, and uh, yeah. And the other thing I was I was just thinking while Nat was talking about all that is her students have got to be the luckiest uh, luckiest people in the world because good preceptors are uh, worth their weight in gold. Oh Scott. <laughs> oh, big big hug! Come on, big hug, everybody! Big hug! Oh, uh, and, and you too, Dad. Come here. All right. <laughs> I, can only, I, can, I can only hope in February. Uh, when I pass my finals, because I will pass my finals, and as long as I keep that in my head, I'll pass my finals, um, that my preceptor is, uh, you know, as good to me as uh, I've heard that, uh, you know, Natalie's been to her uh, students. So. I mean, Scott, just come to Louisiana and I'll precept you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the uh, <laughs> certifications up here don't work like that. So I would. I, I totally would. Uh, this is this is an interesting topic. I'm, I'm going to dive into it a little bit. Let me let me ask Jared. So uh, I mean, everybody knows that that you know good preceptors you know obviously you know help you. Um, 
what what qualities or what what have you seen uh, and experienced in very very good preceptors that you've worked with? Oh well, um, you know you you do a lot of different clinicals, so you're with a lot of different people. But you occasionally come across the ones that are always you know there when you need them. Um, basically, the people that make sure that you know that. They're there if you have any questions. Um, just you know, you have to be just as much willing to learn as your preceptors willing to teach. So uh, it's just basically, I mean, everybody in the hospital is always busy, you know, when they're on shift. But you have those preceptors who will take the time to sit down with you and explain things, um, kind of work through some of the issues you might be having, or help you with some some different policies and procedures. Um, it's just, just basically the um, the preceptor that's kind of always there when you have a question is, is the best way that I can describe it uh, because when I'm in clinicals, I'm just full of questions. I mean, that's basically the only way you can learn anything is to ask. So it's just the ones that kind of always have your back, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and uh, let me ask Natalie then. So, what what have you uh, what have you seen in your colleagues as far as you know what makes um, strong preceptors? Well, I think Jared made a good point in um, in saying it's it's what we give and what the student is willing to take from that. Um, I always encourage. Um, I'm also I'm the precepting supervisor at the company. I also look over the preceptors. Um, I always encourage them to give the students resources. That's the most important thing, you know, opening their eyes that this isn't just, it's not when you learn in class, it's what you take from the field. There's so many resources out there we can use, like, like you know, podcasts and um, articles, stuff like that. Um, we always like to listen to podcasts in the rig, um, especially the ones available on iTunes. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, that's something we always do extra just to get the students involved. And uh, I find the students get more involved, they learn better, um, of course. I mean, that's kind of common sense. So it's something that we encourage all preceptors to do is get your students involved with not just their clinicals, but with the whole industry, get connected on social media, talk to different people, meet different people from different areas, and learn how they might do things differently. And that always brings up a lot of questions like, you know, U.S. versus Canada care and, um, you know, talking to Mark, Medic 999, the way they run things differently there. You know, it's always very interesting to see that world open up for the student as a preceptor. Great, great. Um, let, let me ask this because I've always been curious about this, um, and, and I'll, I'll start with Natalie. Um, maybe uh, um, I don't know much about the, um, I guess the emergency and critical care type of, you know, that that uh, that part of the internet or blogosphere or new media. What what. what what, what, what kind of people are out there as far as, you know, the type of blogs and podcasts? I'm, I admit I'm not that familiar with that with that uh, part of blogosphere. Yeah, I'm kind of new to that as well. Um, 
I just started my blog up. I just started Twitter about three and a half months ago, so I'm very I'm a social media baby compared to say Jared and uh, Maris. I don't know, does Scott do you have a blog? I'm not sure. I'm sorry. I don't know if he's there. Uh let me see here. Nope. Uh let me I'm not sure if he's still there. Let me let me see if this is him. Hello. Sorry about that folks, I'm back. Okay, <laughs> you're back. All right, great. <laughs> I'm back. Welcome, welcome back. To Skype and an amazing long distance plan that they offer. So, um, <laughs> anyways, yeah. Sorry, what was the question? I dro- dro- like the the sound dropped out while I was switching from my computer to my phone. No, that's okay. That's, that's okay. I, I appreciate you calling back. I, I I admit I don't know that much about the uh, uh, the emergency and the critical care type of part of the medical blogosphere. I, I don't read a lot of blogs in that area. Um, but Scott, do, do you have a blog or, or, or um, do, do you read I, a lot or listen a lot? <laughs> I, I do read a lot. I've got my Google Reader set up with uh, probably about 20 or so blogs. Um, nurses, RTs, paramedics. Um, I don't like, I like seeing all sides of it. I realized if you just focus on one, you're only going to see one side and it's multifaceted, right? Um, and I do have a blog. I've kind of been neglecting it. Um, I put a couple of posts in it, wrote a couple of good things. I really wanted to write something after my clinical today, but uh, I've got a midterm tomorrow morning. So probably I, I realized it kind of wouldn't happen until the weekend. So I'm probably going to put up a post about what I saw today. And the experience that I had. So, well, great, great. Um, there's a there's a comment in the chat room that Natalie tweets too much. Is that would you like to respond to that there, Natalie? Ow! Whoever <laughs> said that? I'm not near my computer. I'm actually charging my phone. I'm like sitting against a wall. Um, <laughs> my phone is always dead because I do I do tweet too much. But um, I love talking to you guys, and it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a way to talk to people. I was getting burnt out um, where I was working, and I started Twitter because of that. I was just frustrated, and I wanted to hear from other medics that, you know, maybe were they having the same problems as me? Was I the only person struggling with this in the field? And, you know, I tweet so much because uh, I kind of <laughs> want to know that I'm not alone out there. Yeah, well, one of the things that I've seen, um, and I wonder if you guys have read about it or heard about it, I've, I've read a lot of uh, about, you know, especially like medical students and nursing students in school uh, Twittering and to get kicked out of school for that. Uh, have you guys seen that um, in the paramedic field at all? Scott, oh, yes. Uh, sorry, I was going to say definitely you need to be careful that you're not breaking HIPAA or PHIPAA in the case of, uh, well, in the case of Ontario, I don't know what it's called in other provinces, uh, but for us it's called PHIPAA. It's pretty much the same thing. Um, if you're going to blog about stuff, you need to make sure that either they're not going to find out it's you, like it's not going to come back to your chief and then your chief's going to come back down to you, or you need to make sure that your chief's okay with it ahead of time and understands that you're not putting any identifying information to either the service or the patients. Um, It's such a sensitive uh, topic because you're really with people at their most vulnerable. Um, And while it's really helping other paramedics to share, like, all the details about a call, there's stuff you probably have to hold back on because as much as it would benefit other medics, it's the, the risks of the negative 
on it to your patient is just so great. Um, and there's something that I didn't even like clue into today, which I'm going to be going into um, on my blog, but it was like something that I just did offhandedly. And I was like, I didn't even think how that could be perceived. I didn't even, I didn't do anything specifically wrong with a patient around, but I, I said something, did something. And I was just like, if that was taken out of context, it would be like, you got to always think that if it's taken out of context, somebody who's not in the EMS field, if they see that, what's that going to look like? And that's one of the big reasons I actually split my Twitter into my old Twitter accounts, just my own stuff, my tech theater stuff, my photography buddies, my video people, the other side, the EMS. And I really tried to like make that split in the middle because I realized there's some stuff that I might tweet, which is applicable to the medical field and might not be taken so greatly. And if somebody's following me on my stuff, the medic account, then they're probably kind of expecting that. And so as long as I'm careful about the really sensitive stuff, the little things, people probably won't sweat them. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, so, so Jared, are are you? Uh, how careful are you as far as? Because uh, I know that you have both Facebook and Twitter. Do, do you uh, do you cross post um, your updates, um, or do you do you, no, do you selectively I've, post? Or I've thought about um, cross posting before, but for right now, the uh, the blog there is still pretty anonymous. Um, I still kind of go by Trauma Junkie. Of course, I started going by Jared, but I don't, you know, give out my last name or anything. So, um, like Scott was saying, there's, you know, the HIPAA regulations and everything. Um, so, you know, you, you basically have to be careful with what you say. So, um, trying to uh, just sort of keep the uh, the social media side separate from, you know, my personal life um, for right now, anyway. Uh, until till Gen Med kind of takes off, and of course I'd like to, um, you know, let my classmates know about it and everything so they can listen in. But um, no, I don't really do much cross-posting. I actually split my Twitter accounts too because I was uh, kind of running into the same problem that Scott was there uh, with, uh, you know, there's stuff that's pertinent to people in the field that they understand, but... Um, kind of comes across the wrong way sometimes to people that are in the general public. So I've done pretty good so far with, you know, keeping the two separate. Uh, of course, if we decide to do any type of video blogging or live podcast, you know, that'll sort of go out the window. But um, I, I tend to keep the two um, pretty separate for the most part. Uh, yeah, I can I, I can at least tell you in, in my personal evolution <laughs> that that uh, trying to be anonymous is very overrated. Right, <laughs> it's not easy. I don't know how you did it for so long. <laughs> I am I am the uh, the least anonymous doctor out there right now. So <laughs> I'm going to actually turn the tables around for a second because this has been a curiosity all night. What do your patients think about having like a famous you know, a podcaster as their kind of physician. Uh, they make fun of me, so that tells me that they they kind of accept it. <laughs> uh, uh, but it's it, it's weird because I, I you know I, I'm in a I'm in a small town, uh, kind of semi-rural America, 
so it's hard to be uh, hard to be anonymous here. Anyway, uh, you know, I go to the store and I see people there, which is fine. Um, but it did take me a while to um, kind of get into that role um, because, as most people uh, who uh, uh, who I presume are blogging or podcasting are are not uh, 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 out not very uh, uh, they're that that. Uh, they're not very outwardly. They're not really kind of out there. They're kind of they try to want to be by themselves, and that's why they would rather talk into a microphone than be out there in real life. Uh, so, uh, so, so, th- so that that role kind of uh, ha- I had to grow into that and, and not be so paranoid <laughs> when people talk to me at the at the store. Just like, oh, just just hello, <laughs> how are you? Right. Um... Yeah, I'm also curious, though, um, kind of along the lines of what Scott was saying. Like, uh, I know when you started to become a little bit less anonymous and we kind of got to know know Dr. A, you know, as your show progressed, um, I noticed that you stopped posting as often on your blog. I wasn't sure if that was just because of that or, you know, are you just really busy with the show or how does that work once you kind of put yourself out there and – you're still able to talk about patient experiences and stuff like that as long as you keep it within HIPAA, or are you pretty worried about that? Hello? Is anybody there? Oh, yeah. Hello. I'm still here. I think okay. something my, happened with there. My my, uh, my my Skype cut out. So <laughs> sorry about that. Ah. <laughs> I was I was scared for a moment. I was like, Am I alone? Did the zombie take over? I was like, I was kind of wondering if uh, Jared asked the uh, the bomb of a question there or something. <laughs> I was like, Wow, what did I say? <laughs> I was worried about zombie awareness for a second. Yeah, yeah zombie awareness. Zombie awareness is uh, essential at that point. This is one of the the fun things about uh, live radio. So I'm, I'm on my backup line now. Uh, so I'm okay. calling on Skype again. Uh, ask your question again as I'm uh, as I'm trying to get back in here. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I was just kind of wondering. Um, I noticed, you know, a while back ago that you stopped posting as frequently on your blog, and we were kind of talking about how we've all sort of became a little bit less anonymous as as we've kind of progressed on Twitter and you know, on the blogosphere and everything like that. Um, does that does that um, present you with, like, difficulties when you go to write a blog post or something? Are you more careful than you were before, knowing that, that people know, you know, kind of who you are and everything? Or is it not really any different than when you were just Dr. A and that's all we knew you as? Uh, no, actually... Um uh, I, I I decreased my uh, posting just because of time constraints. Actually, by becoming more famous, you <laughs> lost as much you know oh. more time because you had to spend more time planning the shows and stuff like that. I guess, eh? Right. Uh, I, I, I've kind of um, shifted. Let me uh, try to get back to. Let's see, let me see. Do you hear me now? 
Oh, yeah, we can hear you much better now. Yeah, it's better. Okay, so, so I got back on my Skype. Uh, no, actually, it's, 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 I, I've kind of shifted because, I, it's because of my uh, ADD. Um, I, I've, I've shifted more towards doing the podcast rather than writing, and it wasn't because of any kind of privacy-type issues. Um, I just... Uh, Oh, I think we just lost him again. Uh-oh. <laughs> Yay! You're hey listening live to the Dr. Anonymous show on Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my Skype is not working uh, for me, so I'm just going to stick on the landline here. So we'll yeah. that. Um, so, yeah, so, I, so I, I've been focusing a little bit more on, on the, uh, the podcast portion, um, mainly because of my work schedule. It's going to start clearing up at the beginning of the year, so I hope to get back writing again because I, I miss it. I really miss, I really miss the writing part of it. Um, uh, so, so yeah, so that, that's kind of the, the long-winded answer uh, with all the disconnections and stuff to uh, to your question. Okay. Uh, let me see. Uh, let me wrap things here. Um, so yeah, did, did you guys have any other uh, questions as you turn the tables on me uh, here uh, this evening? <laughs> <laughs> Unique access to uh, Dodger and I. Well, you know, our our, our secret plan was actually to turn the tables on you to distract you, and then our ninjas went in and uh, and cut your landline there. So I guess I guess it worked for a bit, but uh, I guess you've got control of your show again now. <laughs> Welcome to the first uh, unofficial uh, Gen Med uh, show here. <laughs> Basically, where you guys are yeah, you know, forceful takeover. Uh, we, we do what we can. I mean, we don't uh, we don't have ours set up yet, so we're definitely going to be taking yours. You guys, you, you guys don't mess around. You guys, it was it was the evil plan. Oh, you know, I don't know if I can call in, but I think I will. <laughs> I see. You guys are you guys are organized. I like that. <laughs> but of course. So that, that's kind of my anonymous, unanonymous uh, story, and, and uh, I, I've talked with, with, especially with a lot of physicians who, who are doing this as well, and saying, you know, how, how do you deal with it? How do your patients deal with it? How does your boss deal with it, especially if you are employed uh, by a group or by a hospital? How do they uh, how to deal with that uh, situation? And, and it's interesting what, uh, what, what people say. Um, do, do, do the people that, that you work for, do they know, or if you're in school, do they know that you are out there doing social media stuff? Um, my my company knows. Uh, they um, they didn't understand it at first. Actually, they were kind of hesitant about it, and I was like, "Look, I'm not giving patient information. I'm not giving where I work for. You know, it's totally anonymous. You know, kind of took my names off of everything just recently, um, just in case, because I, I live in very rural Louisiana, so." You know, it's kind of easy to be like, oh, well, that's Natalie. We know who she is. So, you know, just kind of got to watch what I tweet and uh, what I write. But uh, for the most part, they support it, and they think it's really cool. I think that's actually kind of partially like another kind of force behind why we're doing what we're doing. Um, because like we said, like is in our name, it's a new generation of EMS professionals coming up with this social media wave. And we're talking a huge wave. These aren't small waves. You look at some of the stuff that like the Happy Medic and Medic 999 just completed with uh, 
uh, Chronicles of EMS, um, they're even in the kind of upper end of that range, and yet they, on, on some accounts, got a lot of support from their employers, and on other accounts, there was more procedure to be followed that couldn't really kind of get out of their way so that they could de- deliver what they wanted to the general EMS audience that they did. And there's a lot of that left um, because the people that write the rules and write the protocols and write the procedures and stuff that we follow out in the field and in the hospital, they're from the generation where, especially with paramedics, I can only speak for paramedicine. I can't speak for, you know, RTs or nurses or anything like that. Paramedicine is a very young, young career and, and profession. Um, and the people that are up sort of in the, they're holding the reins right now, those are the people that fought, you know, blood, sweat, and tears, raw knuckles, the whole nine yards to get where we have it today. They pushed so hard to get us more respect, more job, you know, more job safety, more, more this, more that. And when they see something new that they don't understand, they immediately go to guns. It's a defensive thing. They're trying to defend what they've worked so hard to build. And I think that with stuff like um, what they did down in San Francisco with um, Chronicles VMS, the fact that San Francisco Fire Department was so open and willing to adopt that, I think that'll, that'll show waves, I think, um, in the industry. As long as bloggers and podcasters and even tweeters are responsible in what they do and don't make any bad steps. Because like that thing on Facebook where that firefighter wherever snapped the photos of the scene and fired them up onto his Facebook, stuff like that sets us back. Even if there wasn't, you know, identifying patient information or whatever, it was still a hot call that went pretty much from call to scene without any like, you know, clearing it with the chief or anything like that. Stuff like that, not, you know, there's a certain amount of do something and then get your wrist slapped later. Unfortunately, this kind of isn't one of those things. What we do, what we blog, what we podcast is permanent thanks to, you know, Google archiving and, and, and the archive.org and stuff like that, you know. And it's the web. Somebody saves it to their computer and then you go delete it it's still on their computer, you know? You have to think what you're doing before you do it. Uh, and I think stuff like that are some of the big issues that we're going to have to be tackling to help kind of usher in this new generation where social media can really help responders and nurses and RTs and, and, and medics and whatever be the best and deliver the best patient care because it's all knowledge, sharing knowledge, sharing of ideas right? There's always a way to improve the service, even if they think they're perfect, because somebody else will see something that they don't on a day-to-day basis. That's great. That's great. Let me, uh, let, let me ask you this, um, and, and I'll go with um, Jared first, and then Natalie, and then Scott. Um, what, so what will you guys use kind of to judge, um, you know, um, if you're successful or you're making progress or you're making an impact um, by your podcast, are, are there going to be certain metrics that you're going to be using, or how, how do you know, you know, that you're doing okay? 
Well, um, as Scott was kind of mentioning before Natalie got on the line, um, a lot of what we're going to depend upon is feedback from our readers, uh, our listeners, rather. We have, um, you know, several different ways to contact us. Um, you know, they can reach each of us on Twitter. Uh, we have the Gen Med Show account. Um, I think a lot of what we do is just going to be based on listener feedback, um, comments on the on the show, um, you know, of course, people calling in, discussing the topics with us. Um, we're just, we're basically going to take social media and really, really utilize that as a, a method to, um, to evaluate, I guess, how we're doing. Um, along with, uh, I'm sure we'll probably, you know, have site counters and sort of metrics and things like that uh, as we sort of get the ball rolling and uh, get that all set up. Uh, so, uh, so Natalie, what, what do you think? What, how, how are you going to know or, or what, what would you like to see as far as um, what, what are you going to use to, to say, hey, GenMed is we're, we're really making an impact with GenMed? I definitely agree with what uh, Jared said um, about social media, and it's very important that we get everyone's feedback because, you know, it goes the same way. If, if we're not hitting base with people and they're saying, well, this totally isn't relevant to us today, we want to know that too. It's not just success. It's also, you know, it's a show for people in our field. Sorry about that. Um, it's a show for people in our field, and if we're not reaching them, we'd like to know as well. Um, my ultimate goal of course, as I guess any podcaster's dream would be, would I guess to hear feedback in person and people just, you know, I think that'd be really cool to like walk into like say EMS Expo one day and be like, well, that's Natalie from Gen Med and we love your show. I think that'd be, you know, 10 years from now maybe. <laughs> that'd be awesome. But, uh, but yeah, social media, we're relying on you guys to let us know how we're doing. Got anything to add to, to, to all that? Um, yeah, I, I completely agree. Social media evaluates social media. It uh, it really shows on itself whether it's working or not. That's why you see like that kind of exponential wave when you know Twitter's really quiet, nobody knows about Twitter. All of a sudden, you know, a couple thousand people join it, and then all of a sudden, a couple million, and 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 so on and so forth. Um, and I think the stories of you know, hey. I really loved your show. I, you know, burned a copy of it onto a CD and gave it to my chief to listen to about such and such issue. And he came back and told me he really liked what he heard and he's going to bring it to a meeting or something like that. You know, that's the kind of thing that, like, we know we've done our jobs because we've helped bring an issue that young medical professionals care about in a way that maybe they can, or maybe they can sort of give them the, the material to, to go talk to the other generations and bring, and bring their perspective and say, this is how I feel about this. And, you know, I think we can work together to come to, uh, you know, an agreement on such and such an issue, you know. Or if, if somebody learns something new and they use it on the road and, or in the hospital and said, you know, I had this patient the other day, it totally... Like that thing I learned on your show last week, it it worked like so well 
um, you know, thank you for bringing on whoever that shared that, you know? Um, and I think that, and, and that's really what it comes down to that whole social media, evaluating social media. People will tell us how we're doing. If people aren't enjoying the show, they won't listen to it. Hopefully, people will tell us before that happens so that we can make it good for them. Well, Scott, let, let me ask you, is, is, is social media too spread out? I mean, you know, with, there's friend feed, there's Twitter, there's Facebook. I mean, is it, I mean, it, it, does, 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 does a show or does a podcast have, a, have to have a presence everywhere, do you think, to, to get the word out? Or is it, I mean, I know it's a philosophical type thing, you know, that we're concentrating that we're only on Twitter and Facebook and forgetting everything else. I mean, just, I was just kind of curious. I don't. I, I, I completely agree with you. I don't think it's anything, you know, short of a philosophical thing. Um, the, the, the sheer fact that when we set up the GenMed account and stuff like that, the first thing we did was got a website. Then once we had the website secured, we went and started getting all the accounts for all the various services we need. Um, stuff that we haven't even thought of how we're going to use it yet, but it's like we could see a potential for that. And which is, reminds me of something I heard earlier in the show. Jared said our readers and corrected himself and said our listeners, I don't think it's just going to be, I mean, and, and not Jared, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think our goal is to stick to podcasting. I think we're going to be like, we've talked with, uh, I've got a guy um, who's a, a great web guy who works with me. I'm going to be working on setting the whole thing up as like an experience, a full, you know, the center will be that podcast that we release on whatever schedule. But if we mention something in the podcast, we're not just going to say, go find it yourself. We're going to make it available. Um, you know, documents. Like, it, we're still going to want to blog and write in our blogs, right? There's people going to be reading exactly. our stuff. Yeah. So it's not just limited. It's like our audience, not just our listeners. People aren't just gonna, We don't want just people to be listening. We want people to be absorbing and interacting and, and, and sharing. Taking this, you know, the little share button for Facebook, that kind of thing. We want them to let all their friends know about something that they learned on here. You know, I do that with class all the time. And sometimes I feel like, you know, it's like throwing, you know, a sponge at a brick wall and, and maybe one time it'll stick kind of thing. I don't know if that's a great analogy. I'm just kind of grasping at straws here but um but it's like I, I post things in class and i send emails around about things that i find and i feel like i'm getting half my education in the classroom and the other half comes at one o'clock every day when i leave the class come home sit down in front of my you know my laptops and my monitors and just start absorbing the internet you know all the stuff all the media that people put out for Young for for medical professionals, not just you know, not just young. I'm always you know, somebody posts some strips on Twitter. I'm all over that. I'm I'm, I'm taking a look at them, you know. And if they're really neat, there was a really cool one, you know, a couple of a uh, couple of weeks ago where somebody uh, converted somebody's rhythm and you could see it right on the strip. And I I immediately sent it out to my classmates. I said, listen, you remember what we talked about in class the other day, two weeks ago? Here it is in real life, you know. And that's relevant. Exactly, and um, that's that's kind of you know also our goal just to sort of reiterate what we talked about at the beginning of the show. But we you know we basically want to be able to reach 
not just our listeners, but the entire sort of social media, the different avenues. Um, like, like you said, we're working on a website, and um, I would definitely like to see. Um, you know, you asked how how we would be able to know when we're successful or when we're doing good with the show. I would like to see it get to a point where it expands beyond social media sort of into the general public. And, um, you know, people that are into social media are sharing it with their friends who aren't, you know, into the whole Twitter scene and everything. And it, it's like Scott was saying, it's just sort of this wave, you know, it, everybody just kind of gets drawn in to um, to social media for whatever reason. And uh, I, I really think that's how we'll be able to tell um, when we've kind of achieved what we want to um, by the fact that people who weren't interested in podcasts or reading blogs before have heard about it through, you know, word of mouth and um, are able to um, find interest in that sort of thing. Great. Yeah, I'd say, like, uh, like once the show kind of generates, amb- I almost call them ambassadors where you're bridging that gap. It might be a generation gap. It might be a technology gap. Somebody might not have a laptop. Um, coming to where I am, which is much further uh, northern than I've ever been in my life, um, was a, a shock to me because I lived in Toronto for a while, for, for six years, which is like a hyper-connected city. And I came to a little northern mining town to, to do my course because it's one of the few places that offers it in this condensed so. These people aren't exposed to social media. They barely knew what Twitter was. Like, yeah, my teacher yelled at me for being on it in class, but she had no clue what it was until, like, I kind of explained it to her. Um, And so that's kind of where we're looking to build these bridges and let the social media stuff spill out beyond its little kind of Internet box. Um, And I think that's when that happens, that's when we'll have, you know, reached a, That'll be a benchmark right there. Great, great. Um, in our closing moments here, I'm going to give uh, each one of you here uh, one more shot here. Uh, we'll go uh, with Jared and Natalie and then Scott. Uh, so um, just kind of uh, give me from your perspective, um, and I know you've already said it during the show, but we'll give you one more one more chance at it, um, to pitch the show here. Tell me um, – Tell me about the podcast. Tell me about, tell me about Gen Med. Why should people listen to Gen Med? Why is it going to be good? And the, and the part two of that is um, just you can tell people where to find you on the internet out there, whether it's your Twitter or your Facebook or whatever you like. So so Jerry, why don't you go first? Tell me about Gen Med. Why is it good? Why should people listen to this new podcast? Um, you know, just as we've been saying all along, it's for us. Uh, the people in healthcare now, the younger generation, it's by us. Um, we're there for the students that are going through the same kind of things we are. We're there for the people that have just started working in the field. We want to be able to find sort of a common ground between the older and younger generation. Um, I believe it has a lot to offer for for both sides of it, you know, more the seasoned professionals and the newer healthcare professionals. Uh, I believe that it's going to bring a great mix 
of uh, different varieties as far as that's concerned. Um, and uh, basically, it's it's just um, it's just to to help promote the healthcare field to um, people that are already in it, people that aren't involved in healthcare. Um, like Natalie was talking about burnout, I know a lot of us go through that. Um, we want to use this sort of as our outlet to uh, have a place to discuss those type of issues, uh, how to deal with them, and uh, just believe we can bring a lot to the table as far as uh, reaching reaching our listeners there. Um, that's that's basically the the bottom line as far as I look at it. Um, as far as uh, how you can find me, I'm on Twitter, RT Life. Um, like you said, my blog, the address is kind of long. You can just Google it, Surviving RT School. Um, I am on Facebook. Uh, if you message me on Twitter, and I'm convinced that you're not like a stalker or anything, I'll add you on Facebook. It's not really a big deal. <laughs> um, Except for me. I'm a, I'm a stalker, but thank you for adding me. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, um, and uh, that's that's about it, I guess. Um, Jared at genmedshow.com is all the ways you can get a hold of us, or of me, rather. Cool, cool. Thanks, Natalie. Go ahead. Give me give, give me the pitch. Give me the pitch for wow. Gen Med podcast. Jared always does so well, and he always goes before me. It's no fair. Um, I guess I'm just the comedic relief of the show. I'm just uh, the pretty face. I'm kidding. Uh, I I think Jen Med would be a great show, is going to be a great show, rather, um, because we want to give the voice to the younger generation um, of healthcare professionals. And I think it's awesome because we have so many different people from so many fields. You know, Jared's RT. Um, Scott is a student, a paramedic student. Maris is also a firefighter. She's a nursing student. I am a full-time paramedic, critical care paramedic, and also a pre-med student. So we're all in different aspects of the healthcare field. We're all over it. And um, combined, I think we all have great experiences to share with people, and we're looking forward to um, hear other people's experiences as well. Um, I definitely want to bridge the gap between the older and younger generations of healthcare, and uh, you know, make some progress that way. See what we can do as a younger generation to live up to their great expectations that they set. They set the bar so high, but also maybe maybe they can learn a little bit where we're coming from as the younger generation in healthcare. Um, and as far as finding me on social media, uh, you can follow me on Twitter if you know you want to be subscribed to many many tweets. Obviously, I tweet too much. Um, Twitter.com slash Miss Paramedic. <laughs> um, also, I am on Facebook, um, Facebook.com slash Miss Paramedic. You can find out my secret identity. Uh, also, I have a new blog. So uh, it's uh, MissParamedic.com. And those are the ways you can find me. Also, Natalie at GenMedShow.com. Cool. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks. So so yeah so yeah so, so Scott you got the you got the tough one of being last but I know you can handle it so uh, <laughs> so when you talk to people why do you tell people it's that the Gen Med podcast is worth taking a listen to man 
man, this is uh, a tough act to follow. because it's going to be awesome. Um, I mean, beyond what's, all, what's already been said, um, although I'm kind of going to end up repeating stuff anyways, it's, it's, it's really targeted at that generation. We want to know what you want to hear that you're not getting anywhere else. Um, we don't mind hard questions or hard issues. Give us something to talk about, and we'll find some people to talk about it with. Um, if you're having trouble, you're having issues, know that you're not alone. Um, that's one of the big things that I went through with social media. I, I reached kind of a critical point and I went through my midterms and I nearly lost it. I nearly lost the edge and I posted and it was like this huge wave of support from everyone. We're talking chiefs of EMS, paramedics, nurses, people that aren't even related to EMS were like, you know, you can do this. You love this so much. And it's just, it's there waiting for you. Um, and we don't want people to, especially in our generation, because it's so easy to get discouraged when these type, these aggressive type A personalities, which realistically were the only way of establishing EMS in the, in the, in the get go. You had to have those people. You need them because they are so in control, on top of things, uh, pushing the the issues at hand and making sure that stuff gets done. Um, and they don't get social media for the most part, um, and 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 they don't get our generation always. And I, there's a lot of communication issues. Um, it's very easy to butt heads, especially with long shifts. Um, uh, so much studying, you name it, you're going to find a way to like, you know, conflict with people. Um, I, I'm guilty of it too. Um, me and my classmates occasionally butt heads pretty aggressively, uh, but we always talk about it afterwards. But you know, you get so intimidated by these people that are in charge and hiring you, or precepting you, or teaching you, or just so smart that it blows your mind. And we're going to try to help our generation get the tools they need to be confident, do their jobs well, and, 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 and work as part of the, the healthcare team, starting from that 911 call to their discharge from hospital. It's, it's, it's a team game. We're, you know, we're in it for the win. Um, and we want to talk about what you're having problems with what you want to hear, something that you don't understand completely. You name it, we'll go look it up, and we'll find somebody to talk about it. Great. Great. And, and Scott, how can people find you out there on the Internet? Um, I'm definitely not anonymous. Uh, it's actually run a photography company, and I kind of gave that up back then. Um, so uh, as, a, as a medic, though, um, Scott the Medic, on Twitter. Uh, I think my blogs are scottthemedic.blogspot.com um, and my accounts kind of follow that pattern. Um, but if you need to get a hold of me by email, scott at genmedshow.com. Um, my Facebook's really not that interesting. So it's probably not worth adding me there. Also, my friend posts really embarrassing things about me. So Unless I know you, probably not going to add you there. Um, but 
Yeah, it's mostly nice. just because I'm my friends. It's nothing, nothing about me. Never, I would never do anything embarrassing and post it on Facebook. <laughs> All right, so gentlemen, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Natalie's phone died, so uh, so we can, so we can feel free to make fun of her while she's just in the chat room listening. So. Um, but uh, but I do want to thank you guys. I want to, I want to thank you, Jared. I want to thank you, Scott, for, for coming on the show. Uh, probably the best way to find out what's going on is to go to Twitter, type in Gen Med Show, and uh, I presume that would be the best place right now to find out more information. Would that be right, Scott? Yeah, the, uh, the announcements will definitely be going up there first. Um, we're still working on the site. We want to find a good framework that's going to work long-term for us. We don't want to have something that's good now and not good in a year or so. Um, so once that's all up and running, the framework's laid out, you're going to start seeing the blog posts, and also we're going to start tracking the podcast there, just kind of like you do on your site. So, um, yeah, it's I'm, I'm so excited about this. I, the, the big motivation for this was really like, I don't know about the other guys, Talk of the DMS. I can't get over how amazing Mark and Justin are, uh, and and Ted Zedla and the Dridge. Um, they gave me like such a push through. Like I would get excited to come home from class and check out their stuff. And now that I'm part of something like this, I'm hoping that that spins off on other people. I'm hoping once we get this up and running, people get the same motivation. Um, inspiration breeds more inspiration. If you surround yourself with people that are inspired you're going to be inside yourself, you know, and if, but if you surround yourself with people that are happy with status quo, you know, just go in, do their job, go home, then you're going to be exactly like that. And I think that's one of the big things about social media that I love is I love surrounding myself with people that want more always. Wow. Great. Great. Um, and, and I guess my last question and, and uh, I'll, I'll go with Scott first this time uh, is uh um, if somebody out there is thinking about starting a blog, starting a podcast, getting out there in social media, and they ask you that, and you, you probably may have, may have students ask you that, what do you tell them? Um, I tell them it's a great experience. Um, be careful. It's too easy to fall into either the you know and there's there's articles about this already like I don't know Wall Street Journal and all that stuff is posted you know I've written articles about this stuff where where Twitter has become this I'm going out to go get milk at the store I'm going out to go to the movies I'm going out to whatever it's more than that and it's not like I mean yeah you can use it for that but it's not just a status update it's you're sharing ideas so if you want to do a status update every once in a while that's great but Make it meaningful, and you'll find people will, will be hanging on your every word kind of thing. Um, and if you surround yourself by people that do the same thing, the whole experience ends up meaning more. Um, one of my friends who will remain unnamed tried the Twitter thing on my advice because he's an amazing guy. He kind of stopped because he was just kind of doing the status update thing. Um, wasn't really kind of sharing more of the ideas thing and surrounding himself. So it, I think it needs, you need to find a kind of a group of people and start sort of cross-following, find out who's, you know, you know who's doing what and follow the it, – it really flows once it gets going. Um, and then the second thing I'd say is just be careful. It's too easy to post something in a, 
in a fit of anger. Like, like emotions don't necessarily, I mean, if you're really excited about something, great. Just don't accidentally post something that somebody might see. Just take a second thought about what you're going to post before you do it. And I mean, I'm guilty of it, absolutely. Um, uh, and, and, and that's kind of the other reason I split my, 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 uh, my Twitter's up in two is because it's too easy to post something that's just kind of funny to a group of people that might be slightly more, not offensive, but shows badly or slightly out of character to another group of people that you may be slightly more professional with, but still social. So um, I think you just need to think about what you're posting um, and realizing that, especially on a public Twitter as opposed to a, a private Twitter, um, which I have one of each, um, it's so easy for some random person who doesn't even have Twitter to go look that up. And then once they've looked it up, they share it with all their friends on Facebook or they send it to your chief or, you know, any number of things can then give you a huge headache to deal with at work the next day or at class the next day or whatever. So uh, do, do it for the good. Try not to do, you know, for the <laughs> force, light side and dark side, right? Uh, and uh, and Jared, I'll give you the last word. If it, 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 so, if if somebody, uh, one of your colleagues, or you know, says, "Hey, you know, I'm thinking about getting into this whole social media thing," well, what advice would you give them? Um, you know, a year ago, I probably would have given a different answer because I started out blogging and then got involved in Twitter. But um, I would definitely, you know, recommend that. The, uh, it, it seems to me that uh, all social media sort of tends to revolve around Twitter in a sense. So uh, I definitely think that's a good place to start. Like Scott was saying, you kind of need to start following a group of people who who know other people that are big into social media, um, sort of get a feel for it yourself. Um, you know, uh, from there you can kind of branch out to – to the different podcasts and things like that, um, but it, it's definitely important to, to uh, as he was saying, you know, be careful with with what you tweet because uh, it's the internet, and once you put it out there, it's there for the world to see. So you definitely always have to have that in the back of your mind. Um, but at the same time, it's it's a lot more meaningful to uh, to to put tweets up you know, that, that talk more about how you're feeling, what you're dealing with, different websites you found that you you like or find helpful than to just, uh, you know, use it for status updates, like I'm running to the store and everything like that. Um, it can be really overwhelming at first. I know when I first started getting into social media, it was just like information overload. So just kind of take it slow and get a feel for for the different avenues that are out there. And um, you just kind of you kind of find your own fit into the whole the whole cycle. I guess if that makes any sense. Yeah, without without interrupting, I know something's kind of happened on the uh, on the blog talk radio there. But um, I'm are, I'm assuming you're still recording on your side, or? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Be on the, Sorry, on I'll, con- the, I'll uh, continue with my thought there, anyways. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We went over <laughs> something that. Twitter list is something that, that, that people haven't, they, they made them, they haven't really realized what they can mean because 
if you make a public list, list a whole bunch of awesome EMS tweets or um, you know nursing tweets or 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 RT tweets, our tweets, um, somebody can discover that list. And when they join Twitter, they have a reference group of people which you think are relevant, valid, and worth your time to follow. That's where you can kind of get a little booster so that flow can start faster. You'll realize who you want to follow and who you don't. You unfollow the people that don't post relevant stuff, and you keep following the people that do. Um, it kind of leads itself to follow that way. Um, and it's not to say I don't respond to tweets by people that I don't follow. I definitely keep an eye on those. Um, it's just sometimes you get real information overload and you start diluting the amazing information with information which isn't as relevant or that is not interest, as interesting to you. It's not an insult or anything to any of the people that I unfollow. It's just what, uh, you know, with the time, the period of time that I followed them, they weren't giving me what I need. And so social media is a lot about what you need, and then you find out what you need, and then you can start sharing what you think other people might be interested in seeing, right? Exactly. Hmm. Well, great, great. If I could just, and I know you guys know this already, um, but just to share a little bit with my experience uh, with you guys is that, um, you know, I, I, I tried doing a uh, pre-recorded podcast and having it distributed out, um, but when I went with this live podcast, there's nothing like going live, um, and uh, especially um, if you're able to, you know, have a chat room or maybe a webcam or something like that. I know it's going to be tough with four, um, but um, uh, being as live as possible, uh, which I know is tough with people's schedules. Uh, it's just it's it's been so positive for me to connect with my audience um, and to uh, you know have them know especially if, you, if I know with everybody's schedules it's going to be tough but if you're if you're able to get a, a regular time with everybody's schedules with four people it's tough with one person it's easy um, but uh, you, you'll start to get that that you'll start to build that community around around gen med um and to try anything i mean i you know i've i've dabbled in video I've, i'm doing this audio i am doing i'm trying to get back into text blocking um as much as you guys can get out there um you know that's that's going to be great for everybody that's great i really you know um it's neat to get the feedback coming the other direction um when we haven't even like the the, the, the positive uh, feedback. If you, previous to social media, you wouldn't get that. You don't get the, oh, hey, that sounds like a great idea. I'm so excited for you to bring that up. I remember starting a website like years ago where I used to review computer hardware and stuff like that. And everyone was doing it at the time. Um, and I didn't really probably have enough time to commit to it, which is probably why it didn't last more than a couple of years. But before my site went up, nobody knew who I was. Even after my site went up, Nobody knew who, my, who I was. It's a matter of like pushing it into people's faces. Whereas social media, you just you just create a bit of a ripple, and it's like a lake. It just keeps going, you know. And it keeps it keeps it keeps just you know more and more people find out about it just through other people. Um, whether you're going to use the analogy like each person that finds out about it makes a new you know ripple in the lake, or if it just kind of keeps going through all those people, but. Um, it really carries its own momentum. Um, and I think 
you know, I hate to uh, plug them again, but it was such a great, um, within almost no time at all, um, Chronicles of EMS was able to build so much support uh, to the point where they had corporate sponsors within, like, within the span of like two weeks to help them achieve their goals. I mean, their goals were massive. Um, uh, trying to trying to film something like that requires huge infrastructure, um, and the fact that like you know Zoll stepped up to the plate just because they heard about it through social media, um, that's direct proof of the per, like I'm trying to fish for the word it's not pervasive um, uh, I can't get it right now but like it's 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 it just it inf- it just infiltrates and just everybody you know shares it and and it just keeps going it carries so much momentum well great well you know I, in any way i can help you know with the show you know you let me know um i'm so excited um i hear the energy in all of your voices there um very excited about this project um i want to thank uh scott um and you can find him on twitter at uh, scott the medic and uh uh, of course, Jared, thank you for coming on the show as well. You can find him at uh, My RT Life and uh, Natalie, whose phone died. Uh, you can find her on Twitter at Paramedic. But subscribe right now out there. If you, if you can hear my voice, especially on the archives, go to Gen Med Show on Twitter. That is the best way to find out everything about the uh, Gen Med podcast. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on the show. I Come back anytime, you know, especially when you, when you guys get up and rolling. You know, uh, you know. Feel free to let me know. You know, I, if, if you know, I'd be happy to come on the show if, if if you think I'd be able to, you know, help out or be a good guest or whatever. Uh, you know, just just let me know any any time I can help out. I, I know we had a good uh, we had a good turnout in the chat room here, and I know I'll, I'll have a good turnout uh, downloading this podcast uh, to get the word out. But uh, any way I can help out, you let me know. Oh, for sure. Thank we, you. Thanks. We really appreciate. Thanks a lot for. Yeah. Thanks a lot for having us on the show. Um, I mean, I didn't even think I was going to be on the show tonight. And then I sort of messaged Jared. I was like, you know, do you think it would be useful to have me call in? Um, and I just sort of waited for a little key there and uh, and sort of stuck my head in. But I'm definitely glad that I took the time to. And for sure, um, you know, you, you're a resource. You're, you're in the in the social media networks that, that we're looking for. So if, uh, you know, when, when we do find a topic that's uh, that's applicable we'll be more than happy to have you on our show great great well thank you so much guys um and uh we'll definitely be keeping track of gen med on twitter at gen med show and when the, when you get the site going we'll be checking that out too so thanks so much for coming on the show and and take care have a great night you too all right so i know that nobody else can hear me right now